chill your ice, and ready your dice. It's time for One Shot Adventures. Last episode, we met Lisbeth Haraway, wild magic sorcerer who popped in on a family in a bit of a crisis. Coming back with the local apothecary, let's see if there's anything they can do to help. Okay, you knock on the door. There's a moment, and then the door opens, and Iris the butler kind of stands and goes, Ah, you have returned, I shall inform the lady that you are back. Please come in and sit into the sitting area. Um, and he walks off to go and get the lady. Um, you two come into the sitting area, and as you do, Amber kind of looks around, she's, and, and, and she's like, Wow, all right, yeah, I've heard of this family. I've seen the family walking around a bit, but, like, I haven't really been in the house. Eh, I, get, I guess it's okay. I don't know why they need so much stuff, though. And, like, she's kind of, like, looking around and kind of looking at things. And she's like, but where's this, where's this sick kid? We've got to figure, we've got to figure that out, right? So she's, uh, Iris is going to gra- fetch Lady Ramald, whose first name I did not catch at any point, I think. Uh, that's because Lady Ramal never provided her first name. Yep. I don't... I was thinking that. Um, <laughs> uh, but she's going to go catch Lady Ramald, and Lady Ramald will most likely lead us to the child. Oh, I mean, that kind of makes sense. I, you know, it makes sense for a, mo- for, for, for a mom to be with her kid. And if I had any kids. I don't really have any kids, though. I'm th- they're not really for me. Um, I mean, they're cool enough. Like, don't get me wrong. I love kids. I just, you know, I don't want to be popping out any of those on my own. You know what I mean? And like, <laughs> she's just, she's chatting away. I'm Eventually, sure. Iris does come back around leading Lady Ramal. Uh, and Lady Ramal goes, oh, oh, you both have returned so quickly. Um, thank you so much. And she kind of looks at Amber and goes, oh, Miss, uh, Miss Groven, I'm, I'm so glad to, to see you. Thank you so much for coming. And Amber goes, oh, please just call me Amber. Don't call me. I don't do any of that, Miss stuff. You know, you just, you just call me Amber. By the way, I go by she, they. So, you know, just like, don't get that mixed up. And Lady, Lady Ramal goes, oh, yes, yes. No, absolutely. I appreciate that. Uh, Am- Amber, um, please, please come in. Um, and so she ushers the both of you into a new room. In this room, uh, you notice has... Just like very general, gentle array of children's toys. There seems to be a rocking horse in the corner. There seem to be some kind of handmade dolls, you know, that are seem to be untouched, very nicely like set up. And, and it seems like someone attempted to tidy it up, but you can tell that the dolls and, and the different toys have not been played with recently. Um, and then in the bed, you see a small child currently seems to be asleep but as they're laying there they seem they seem very sallow and it almost looks like you know when you are you know how like when you see like something gelatinous starting to lose some of that that structure and it starts to just like very slightly lose that structure it has yeah you you notice there's a little bit of that as they're laying on the bed, under like their appendages, anything that you don't see covered up by a sheet. It just almost seems like they're 
their arms, their body seems to almost be losing some of that deflating. Yeah, almost like there's like a deflatingness. It's not, it's not so apparent that they're like, oh god, it's a flat person. But like an air mattress after you've opened the valve, maybe. Yeah, it's it's starting. Yeah, it's in those starting stages. The child again just looks very pale, has dark circles under her eyes, um, has the has that kind of you know thing to it. Uh, th- thing kind of going on with her skin. Um, and as you walk in, uh, Lady Ramal goes, this is, this is my child, Shantae. She has been like this for, for just about a fortnight. None of the other doctors can fully determine a cure or what's really going on. And you were, Amber, you were the last person that we could figure out that could really know what to do. Please, please help, help. Just what, what is wrong with her? What is, how do we help her? And Amber goes, oh, dang. All right. Um, poor thing. And she kind of, she actually kind of like pats, uh, she, she kind of, you know, pats lady, the, the lady on the shoulder and then takes her hand. It's a lot more like physical than you might yeah. be with, wow. with the lady of the house. I'm just like, wow. How, how did she even reach that shoulder? <laughs> she, <laughs> yeah, that's right. So she doesn't actually reach the shoulder. She probably like taps her hip or something. Um, and, and it's just like, Oh, don't worry there, you know, it, it totally, it mother, mother's instinct, right? Like, it totally makes sense that you are worried about her and that you just want her to be taken care of. Totally understand. No worries. Let, let me take a, let me take a look at her. So she goes over, um, and you see Amber start to kind of take a look at her. As you see Amber doing that, um, you actually see them get very focused, you know, looking at... Uh, like just looking at everything, looking at the body, you know, just, vi- but also you can tell that she is being very careful um, and kind of checking things out. And as she looks, she goes, do, do you mind if I take a peek at her feet? Just, just want to check, just want to check something. Cause I just, I just don't see anything here. Can I check her feet? And Lady Ramal goes, anything, anything, please. Um, and she pulls things back and she looks at the child's feet. Uh, and you see as she looks, are you looking with her or are you giving yeah. Amber space? Um, I'm kind of doing both. Like, I'm I'm, okay. I'm close enough that I think I'm going to try and be close enough that I can see what she's doing without, like, hovering. Okay. I will have you make an investigation check. Okay. Because you are, because the both of you are doing something very specific. 14. Hey, that wasn't bad at all. Wee. Nice. But it nice, seems nice, like nice. I'm going to get a two two good ones and then two bad ones. That's how it's been going. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you see her actually... So as things are... As this is happening, you see her actually cast a spell. Uh, and you're not exactly sure what the spell is, but she casts a spell. And as you're looking with her, there's a very small pit, like a dual pinprick at the ankle of the child. Something that it almost seems like it would have been invisible. But she lifts the child's foot up. And as she does, you see her cast the spell and you are looking with her. And at that point, you see just like a very light shimmer 
kind of highlight what looks like a, a puncture mark on her ankle. And this puncture mark seems to almost seem like light and frosty. So something that might look like just some eczema uh, if you did not know exactly what it was. And as Amber looks at that, she goes, oh, dear. Oh, dear. Okay. Um, well, I, I think I might know. I think I might know what's going on here. She puts everything back and she, she turns to Lady Ramal and, and looks at you and says, I don't know if you saw what I saw, but uh, what it looks like you have there is it, it looks like your child is suffering from an illness caused by the poison of there's a certain snake that, uh, man, they're right bastards. You know, they hang, they hang out in like decomposing debris. And this particular snake, you know, it, it has that property. It can, if it's untouched, if it's untreated, it can lead to something like this. Poor thing must have, you know, has she, had she been outside playing around with things? Like, what's going on? Well, you, you said she'd come back from somewhere. Oh, that's right. Did, didn't she, you, did she come back from somewhere? Well, and, like, redirects yeah. that to, she, yeah, Amber recognized that you're yeah. also asking. So yeah. Amber's like, oh, clarification. Um, and Lady Ramal goes, well, yes, we had, we had been uh, away on, on, on a holiday. And she was outside, and she had come back in from playing, and I remember she was absolutely filthy. And I told her to clean up and freshen up, and she seemed okay. And then, like, about two days after that, she just seemed lethargic and not well. And so we came back early um, from our holiday. I guess, I guess there may have been some... Maybe she was out playing in the back where the trash had gone or oh my god she always she she tends to get into places that are not where she should be sometimes do you think maybe that could be it redirect amber (laughs) (laughs) and amber goes i mean it could be it could be uh i mean poor thing must have been playing and gotten too close to the nest you know i mean really snakes don't they don't really attack unless you know they're protecting their own young so she might have she might have gotten too close to a nest there all right i think i think i might know what we need uh and she looks at you lizbeth and goes but i think i'm gonna need your help because uh the thing that i need i think i have everything that i i mostly need for this to to create you know a tincture to to help heal this but there's one ingredient that is kind of hard to get, and it'd prefer it be a two-person job. Would you Would you be up for it? I I would definitely be up for it. Great, great, perfect. And uh, they look at you know Lady Ramal. Go well, Lady Ramal. Uh, it's probably best we get that started. You know, sooner rather than later. Considering the healthier child. Well, let me go back to my shop and grab our stuff, and we'll be on our way. Kind of looks at you and goes. And uh, since you're on board, uh, you can follow me, and I'll tell you about it on the way. She All just right. Leaves. Ah, <laughs> uh, I've tried so hard not to mimic her accent because I'm using my own accent. <laughs> All right. Do you follow her? I do. Awesome. All right. So she she at this point is going really fast. So I will have you roll a quick dex check just to just to see if you if you can keep up with her as she's running. I didn't even get two good rolls. Seven. 
Uh, so, oh, man, you were, like, not rolling above a 10 today. Oh. I mean, you have rolled some, but, like, man. I know. Frustrating. Okay. I want good rolls for the podcast. Come on. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes the, sometimes the bad rolls make it more fun. Yeah. Sometimes it, it makes it more narratively interesting if you get the bad rolls. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, who wants to listen to a podcast of, like, yes, I do the thing correctly every time. Natural 20s all around. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, man. The most boring podcast. <laughs> I always get 20s. I would like to do this. I do it well. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So with a seven, you know, you're you're hustling after her. You're running after her. You are going so fast or she's going so fast that there are some times that you like bump into somebody, you maybe like trip over something, not because you're not a dexterous person, but because you were trying to keep line of sight on a smaller individual who is a little bit more lithe yeah. running through the streets. So the both of you come back to the Nocturnal Nautilus. Thankfully, and... I know my way there this time. So even if I lose yep. sight of her, I can keep up. Exactly. Even even if you do lose sight of them, there is enough of a trail being carved that you can you can follow. So you get back in, and as you get back in, uh, they immediately start going through some of their tinctures and kind of muttering a little bit. And goes, yes, okay. So um, she needs a tincture, but the tincture she needs is uh, she needs something with, with it's called frozen snake root. It's a plant. And it decays the soil around it, which is kind of what makes it stick out. And uh, let's see. So it decays the soil around it. So that's what makes it easy to find. But the other thing is that it also grows kind of along the coastline around like seaweed areas, like where the seaweed gathers. So it's kind of an interesting dynamic. Uh, And she starts to start talking a little bit faster. So (laughs) she starts to like go in. Um, And what you learn from her is that this plant of frozen snake root has a transparent stem and kind of blooms once every year. And she's like, all right, I think, uh, I think that's everything. Do you need it? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you really need to know anything else about this plant, right? I mean, you know what it is. You know what we're looking for. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I need to tell you about what we're looking for. I mean, you know it has a transparent stem. Does it need to be collected mm-hmm. in any special way? Oh, yeah, that'd probably be important to tell you, huh? and uh, they run in the back and they gather some supplies and you see them come back and like dump them in their pack and they go um i don't think i don't think we need anything special but the roots the roots are really what we need the roots are really what's gonna help out uh this this young child um and what i really need for this tincture all right and it's the honestly i think it's probably the last ingredient that i'm really gonna need but it is difficult to get alone okay are you going to stay here and Make the um, tincture yourself, or can you be spared to come with me? It is kind of a two-person job, to be completely honest. I didn't, I wouldn't mind going and getting it myself, but again, it's it's partially a two-person job because, uh, well, the, the area that that it is in is not always the safest, um, especially if you're not, you know, used to going out and gathering, you know, interesting and hazardous plants. Kind of like I do. So, uh, I don't know. I kind of I kind of picked up and inferred that you were coming. Oh, no. Yes, so I, that... I'm coming. I was wondering if you were staying behind or if I was, go- if I was oh. going alone or if you were. Oh. 
oh no 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 oh no we're we're gonna be a team we're gonna be a team all right then are you ready oh what uh wait i don't know hold on and they go around they gather they gather some things she's great all right so uh amber comes out puts her pack on and goes all right we're gonna start with the shoreline because the shoreline is really the the place where all where where we gotta go first. So I'm gonna need your help to uh, explore that, and uh, somewhere along there we should find our way. So let's make our way out of the city and uh, get going. All right, off we go. <laughs> all right, so you two head off through the city, and you start to you head through the gates, and as you head through the gates. I'm going to have you and Amber make some survival checks. Yay! Survival. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I'll make one now, then. Go for it. (gasps) Nineteen! Yay! Much better than Amber. Amber got an eight. (laughs) Oh, God. What if we had both gotten terrible rolls? <laughs> Can't <laughs> one shot over. We end up in water deep. <laughs> Wait a minute, this isn't huh. where we're supposed to be. How'd we get here? <laughs> okay. As you're walking out of Neverwinter, Amber seems to have an idea that it's on the coast. It's a coastal plant. Um, but with that survival check, Amber also seems to be like holding so much in her mind both trying to keep you updated she's also just talkative that there are moments when as you're walking you notice that she's walking more towards the forest and you're like oh wait aren't we going towards the coast and she's like oh yeah right we're going towards the coast so she just seems a little scatterbrained but you you keep you keep her on track and so as you're walking she asks she goes all right so anything that you uh anything you want to know about uh how we're gonna get there or anything that you need to know have you ever done any harvesting like this before i'm sorry i missed that have i ever done what have you ever done any harvesting before have you ever harvested stuff uh or you know dealt with this kind of a thing i have not actually done a lot of harvesting we had people to do that back home oh fancy you're you're a fancy lass huh yes yeah um, but I haven't done any harvesting, so any advice you can give? Let's see. Yeah, I would say uh, you gotta keep an eye out, depending on the on the area that we're going. Um, we gotta we gotta make sure that we don't get ambushed. You know, sometimes wild animals come up. You know, sometimes we're in their territory, and like can't blame them. But like then also sometimes like monsters and stuff, or you know, can come up too. So we just we just gotta be careful about that. Also, when it comes to the actual harvesting of the roots you might want to i i'm pretty good at that but i am gonna need some help just in case uh stuff happens does that sound cool all right great cool (laughs) there's just like a full-on like cool great nice okay yeah excellent all right 20 minutes later (laughs) (laughs) 20 minutes of like cool all right all right cool you got it good okay (laughs) (laughs) nice all right you two were starting to make, I know what's going to happen when I say this. You two are starting to make your way <gasps> in, in out of the city. <laughs> See, I didn't do it. I didn't I'm do so it. I'm so proud of you. My brain did it. My brain did it, but I didn't. And any listener who knows what that means is going to fill it in. Yeah, any listener is just going to go. Yep. 
Uh, so as you are walking, you notice that you have to walk along the tree line first before you walk and get to the coastline. Okay. So um, roll me a perception check just as you're walking, just to kind of like keep an eye out for what this road trip is is feeling like. And if you can hear my cat in the background, I apologize. I cannot. Uh, no need to apologize for cats. Um, 16. 16. Okay. As you are walking along the edge of the forest and noticing it is about midday at this point. You know, you, you, you woke up, you talked to this woman, you went and got Amber. And as you are just kind of keeping an eye out, you notice at one point that there's like a flock of birds that kind of like, you know, seems to get startled and, and go off and you kind of notice it and you're like, huh, huh, interesting. Maybe something startled them or whatever. But then as you're, as you're going along, you notice that the road is starting to look like it's starting to turn towards the coast. But as you are, you know, passing through some of these trees, you feel like you hear some rustling. And you're like, did I hear that? But Amber seems to be just kind of like talking in oblivious. So what do you do? Um, I think I'm going to let her know that I hear something nearby. I what? There's something, what? There's something nearby. I think there might be something nearby. Oh really? What do you, What do you mean? Like something near? Like something? She kind of looks to the side, and she's also going to make a quick perception check just to see if she can. Man, she rolled another four, uh, <laughs> plus four, so that's an eight. So she's like, "Oh, she's got I mean, it just good sounds... perception." She does. She's like, "I just got. I just sounds like forest." I hear something over in that direction. Whatever direction I heard the rustling. So the, the forest is on your right, so you would have heard it from the right. Yes, so I hear something from over in the forest. I think I'm going to stay here, stay here, and I'm going to go check it out. Oh, oh all right. I mean, like, I, I can I can do stuff too, but just like, just, okay. I mean, I'll, if you really feel like you need to. I'll call for you if I need you. Oh, all right. Cool. It, cool. It's, it's easier to stealth with one. I mean, I guess. I, I mean, I do this kind of stuff all the time. That's why I'm like, you know. I'm like, I mean, I can do this too, but like, you, you do you, you go check it out. If you need, if you need me, I'll be right behind. So I'm just gonna try and stealthily go up, see if I can see anything. Cool. Uh, um, roll me a stealth check. Oh, why did I say that? I'm gonna fail this so hard. Oh, <laughs> first natural one. Yay! Uh, you go towards the forest thinking I'm being super stealthy. I'm I've got the stealthiest that ever there was. So stealthy. And you step on a twig and it snaps. And you're like, ah, shoot. And at first you're like, that's not a big deal. But then you hear Amber like right next to you being like, I thought you were being stealthy. I thought <laughs> that doesn't sound very stealthy. You gotta be careful where you're walking. And because and basically she is right behind you being like no no no! if you're gonna be stealthy you gotta do it like this and she that's cock okay she 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 got an 11 she's, no, 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 you, gotta, you gotta be quiet like this and she whispers and 
seems to seem a little bit less seeable. But the combination of the stepping on the twig and her just being calling you out <laughs> yeah. kind of blew your cover. Yeah. Um, and Yeah, and as you kind of shake your head and you're like, oh, damn it, you raise your eyes up and you look out into the trees and you notice that it just seems like a whole bunch of dead shrubbery. And you're like, maybe it really wasn't anything. But then one of the shrubberies seems to twitch and if you're like and then you're like wait a minute what and as it twitches it you realize it it almost looks like something opening and as you make eye contact with that little opening that you notice <laughs> i make eye contact with the shrub you kind of you make eye contact with the shrub and in that split second realize wait shrubs don't have eyes and we're gonna roll initiative excellent as a group of twig blights, oh god, those pounce out of the oh, forest. Those shits. <laughs> I was wondering about that. Okay, flaccid twenty. Nice, 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 nice. Okay, so let's see. So you got a twenty. The twig blights got a good old seven. Excellent. My cat disagrees with this entirely. And Amber. How many twig blights are there? Uh, there are... Uh, hold on a second. I'm writing down Amber's initiative. Okay. okay. Amber got an 11. There look like there are six twig blights. Okay. So they're going to kind of break up into two groups of three. So one initiative. Uh, what is your dex? My dex is plus one, 12. Okay, theirs is also a plus one. So, so let's just do a roll off to see who goes first. Or actually, you know what? You both are, will be going at the same time. Okay. You and Twig Blight group number one. Twig Blight, Twig, Twig Blight group number two is going to go last. <laughs> well, you know... <laughs> so all right uh let's do a quick roll off for you in this first uh twig light group to see who goes first oh and just behind me kirby is just i'm dying mama i'm dying 11 nice they only got a five so you are gonna go first and then it's gonna be the first group of twig blights so what do you do okay um there's so there's three in this group there's three, there are six in total, but three of them got the jump and got, are faster than the other three. Okay, um, do I feel like I can get them all within a 15-foot cone? All of them? Yes. Um, you feel like you could probably get some of the first group, but you notice that mm. they are... Scattered. Now that you, now that they start to come out, they're a little scattered. So you okay. can probably... Yeah, I would say that you could probably get um, two out of two or two out of the first group. Uh, see, no, see, that's not enough for a full spell slot right there. So <laughs> instead, I'm gonna use ooh, firebolt. Firebolt. Yes, nice. I figure fire. I figure fire against twigs. Pretty good, right? It is pretty good. It is vulnerable to fire. Yeah. So, 
Okay, let's see. Two hit. Um, 18 to hit. Nice. 18 hits. Excellent. So 1d10 is 7 damage. Oh, yeah. You easily annihilate this first twig blade. All right. So that's my turn, I (laughs) guess. Yeah, that's my turn. Okay. Uh, The twig blades are going to go next. So I'm going to roll for... So you annihilated one of them. Um, and it just goes up in, in easily in smoke. The other two don't really like that. Wow. Critical roll dice. Wow. Did you get a 20? No, I rolled a natural one and a two. Ooh. Critical roll dice are very sad today. Or maybe they just like me. Maybe. Maybe. Let's, I'm gonna, let's say that. So these two twig blights. They, they jump out and, you know, they don't really make a sound, but they jump out with their, you know, razor sharp claws uh, at the end of what look like spikes and spines of dead brush. And they try to take some swipes at you, but you easily dodge out of the way. Yeah, next up is going to be Amber. And Amber is going to look at all of, uh, all of these little, little twiggies. And be like, oh, oh, I hate these, I hate these guys. I hate it when they come out. They always make a mess of things. And they are, they're going to take their hammer, uh, and they're just going to take a swing at one of them. Wow. Okay. Well, they, they whiff because they roll a two. Oof. And she's like, ah, dang, they're so nimble. I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) So she misses, um... She only gets one attack, so that is all she is going to do. Uh, and then she's going to... And then it's going to go to the second group of twig blights. And the second group of twig, twig blights are going to go after Amber. Because they don't like that they, she tried to go after them. Okay, one of them is going to hit Amber with a claw attack. Um, and they are going to do... Wow, not much. Only two piercing damage. Oh, no. So... Yeah, they do two piercing as one of them. One of them kind of slashes on their shoulder, and she's like, "Ah, dang things! I hate it. Ow! Now I'm good. That's gonna be itchy for a while." <laughs> All right. She's so casual That's about it. this. If if you say that to her, she's gonna be like. Oh, are you kidding me? I encounter these things all the time when I'm harboring, har- harvesting stuff. I hate it when they do when they come out of here, but they're a pain in my ass. <laughs> all right, and then another one is going to hit Amber for another two points of damage. Okay. Okay. So my turn again. Your turn again. So they're still too scattered. If I can get them into a group, if they get into a nice chunk, then, you know, we're going to actually you know use a spell there but for now <laughs> we're gonna stick with the fireball cantrip okay go for it Ooh, mm. is it worth the tides of chaos on this Ooh, is it yes, it kind of is because tides of chaos is fun so i'm gonna use tides of chaos to re-roll that i got a seven okay um okay that's better 19 19 definitely hits. Okay, so that's whew, 9 damage. 
Oh yeah, again, you easily incinerate it. These things yeah. don't have very much don't have very many hit points. Yeah. So yeah, you easily incinerate it, and so your group of three is quickly, quickly going down. The third one, the third twig blight, kind of turns around. If it could hiss, it would hiss. Yeah. <laughs> However, that looks for twigs. Uh, and then it's going to be. Do you want to move or do anything else? Um. Yeah, I'm gonna move over to Amber and maybe try and direct any any um attacks against her towards me. Okay. Sounds good. I am the bodyguard here. <laughs> nice. Alright, so you're gonna move over towards Amber. So um you rush over to Amber and you two take kind of a bit of a back to back kind of stance and Amber's like, oh yeah, see this is what happens when you're not stealthy. That's why I have to do what I do earlier. You avoid all this the whole time. Just talk. Very loudly. Right? <laughs> yeah. All right. So that last twig blight is going to move uh, up to you. So it's going to take its movement, which is 20 feet. And sit there. it's within distance. So it's going to come up to you. Get them. Teeny, 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 teeny. Teeny, 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 teeny. It gets a plus three to hit. So 11 plus three is a 14. Does that hit your AC? 11 hit me. So yes. Ah. I am not entirely certain that she has any armor on. Oh no. She <laughs> She's got no clothes. Does not in fact own armor. Interesting. That's something I should have fixed at some point. Huh. Well, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> um you do take four points of piercing damage as the twig blight kind of comes in dabs you really quickly in the thigh and then kind of like skitters to the side. It doesn't skitter out of your range because it's already used all of its movement but it does skitter to the side. Okay. Alright. Then it's going to be Amber's turn and Amber doesn't really like the way that that played out. It's like, oh man, Al, they got you good! And uh... <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna try. Okay. Uh, with a 17, they're going to take their hammer, and they are just going to smash the one that hit you with that 17. Okay, well, they do two damage, so they crunch off, a, like, an arm and kind of cave it in a little bit. But the twig blade is still half there, I think, but a good kick to it would probably send it, and it would be done. Wow. All right, and then the last group of twig blights are going to split it up. So two of them are going to go after Amber. They rolled a three and a four plus, so neither of those are going to hit. And then the one is going to split and hit you, and they rolled a two! Excellent! Okay, critical roll, Vox Machina dice apparently uh, like have me. decided to roll. Yeah, they love you. Yeah. They love you. They don't like me. Well, I mean, my my belief is that as a DM, you want to roll low. I do, but I also... Most of the time, want to hurt yes. me. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but I also have that style where I'm like, I kind of do want to roll and hit you, because I want to make things interesting. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. It's, it's more interesting <laughs> if you do occasionally hit your players. Right? And the fact that I'm not hitting anything... Yeah. Makes it fun. Yeah. Well, you hit me once. I sure did. I sure did. All right. So 
It is back to the top of the round. Again. Lisbeth. Again, I'm going to ask, is there any way that uh, anywhere I can move to sort of be able to get them all in a 15-foot cone without hitting Amber? Mm, at this point, because you are back-to-back, if you scooched a little bit to the side, your 15-foot cone, if you angled it, could hit probably three of them, but one of them is too close to Amber, and if you try to get all of them, it would get Amber as well. Okay, so I'll go for the three, and remember, once I cast a spell, you can make me surge because I've used Tides of Chaos. I do remember that. Okay, so I'm going to cast Burning Hands. That's... No nice! Hells yeah. Um... Fire, twig, fire, right? Right? Um, you came very prepared. Yeah. So that is a dex 13 save on their part. All right. I'm going to roll for uh, the group of three on Amber. That is a seven. That does not save. So it's... All right. I'm going to roll... And I'm going to roll the one that was attacking you. Okay. That is a 13. Okay, that saves. Um, it okay. is 3d6 fire damage, so I don't know if... So, 7... I don't even think... What's the lowest amount you could roll with 3d6? 3. Okay, roll t- roll 2d6, and we'll see what happens. Okay, Um, I rolled the 3d6, and it was a 7, but we'll do the 2d6 again. Uh, 3. Alright, I'm gonna just give you the normal one, which was... I was I was curious to see to see it because they're twig blights, um, and because they have vulnerability, so they get got double damage. Yeah. So that's why I had you only roll two because if you roll, I have did I realized I didn't do this with any of the other ones, but with burning hands, you roll a three that gets doubled to six. You easily obliterate the three twig twig blights that failed, and the one that succeeded takes half of that damage. Yeah. You get rid of all of them. Okay. They all just easily burn up in flames. They all just... Just... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Don't even have to think too hard about that one. And they're gone. Uh, should I... Uh, should I roll for the surge? Yep. I'm still gonna make you roll for that surge. Okay. So that's 66 on the wild magic chart. Do, 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 do. Please turn into a pot of <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, I forgot to pull that up. Okay, where is the table? 66 is up to three creatures you choose within 30 feet of you. Ta- oh, shit. Oh, no. What did you do? <laughs> up to three creatures you choose within 30 feet of you take. 4d10 lightning damage. Holy shit. Okay, okay, here's here's how we're going to resolve this. You get to choose this, right? Yeah. Okay. Because you get to choose this, I will say you are outside, you are near a forest. Uh, I'm going to roll a percentage <laughs> to see how many woodland air creatures <laughs> you can see in the area. <laughs> I don't want to... Okay, that's a... That's a 35. Okay. So you see, like, I will say that you see, like, uh, like two random birds and a squirrel. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry, squirrel. You're all gonna die. 
<laughs> are you choosing the the are you choosing the squirrel and the birds? Yeah. Well, it's that. Okay. Or, it's that or amber. <laughs> that's true. So that's fourteen lightning damage. You don't even have to roll the lightning damage. Uh, basically, just describe what this surge looks like as you feel it, as you feel it, and it happens. So, so as it happens, you know, I cast the burning hands. They burn up, and just all of the sudden, out of nowhere, just out of my body shoots. Yeah, out of my body shoots the lightning, and just pew pew pew. Like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> You say oops, and you just hear, like, and then, like, just, and then just, like, a, as you just see a fried squirrel hit the ground. I just have this image of Amber, like, turning, what kind of sorcerer are you again? uh, Draconic. Are you sure about that? Yeah, I think, I think Amber turns around and doesn't quite, doesn't quite have that conversation with you, but does turn around, notices that and goes like, well, shit, okay, I don't know where that's coming from, but, uh, goes over and, like, checks out the squirrel and is like, well, listen, it's fully cooked, so, uh, I've got, I've got me some, some road snacks. (laughs) There's some poultry over there, too. (laughs) Amber goes, eh, I'm not really big into birds. <laughs> we'll leave those for the animals. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you, so Amber kind of looks at you and is like, well, that's, that's interesting. Huh. It's not, it's not usually like them to come out, but, uh, you know, they just, they tend to do that sometimes. But hey, like, good, good job on your part. You really know your stuff. You really, you really are capable, huh? Uh, I do. I do. Yeah. Well, definitely keep that, uh, keep that magic-y stuff. Uh, just keep an eye on it. You know, don't don't, don't want to be zapping anyone else. Uh, they don't need to. It, it, yeah, that's just, it's a fluke. It only happens sometimes. Oh, okay. All right. That sounds good. Like I said. Uh, all right. Well, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's keep going on. You know, we don't want to, we don't want to stay out too late. Uh, and these little buggers, especially if we're staying in one place, they can, they can sometimes swarm. So let's, let's head out of here before they, they get any worse. All right. Lead the way. Will they meet more trouble in their trek to find this magic plant? Or will Amber just get them lost? Come join us at the table next time. We'd love to see you there. 